unlike the other mornings, I'm going to only got a hold of Sister Sheila and made her come out uh, so we could have somewhat of a service while they finish up praying for somebody back in the back. But um, I do appreciate the Lord. So good having each and every one of you. Uh, We've got folks that uh, we've been missing for a while, and we're glad for them all to be back. Good for our our, uh, friends, I guess, from Metter. And so uh, appreciate them coming very much, too. Uh, We're going to get started with our uh, uh, young people's class, uh, kids' class. So, brother, um, yeah, you, Jamie. All right, guys. Do we have any girls? we got one girl. Everybody stand up. We don't have good partners today, so we'll do something new. What did we learn about today? Somebody tell me. Don't tell me one thing we learned. You don't have to raise your What is it? Good people. Good people and bad people. Look at that word. We learned about loving the Lord your God with all your strength. And we talked about that thing that, that it, I think it's a Nike symbol. It says just do it. Even if you feel like it or don't feel like it, you read it in the Bible, just do it. All right? So uh, let's sing Father Abraham. You ready? We don't, we don't have enough partners to deal Father Abraham and many sons. And many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so were you. Yes, sir. So let's just praise the Lord. Ride on, Father Abraham, and many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so were you. Yes, sir. So let's just praise the Lord. Right on, left on, Father Abraham. And many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. Yes, sir, so let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm, right foot, Father Abraham. And many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. Yes, sir, so let's just praise the Lord. here this morning and uh, just Lord uh, I'll be honest with you we've been praying for a morning like this and so anyway we're going to get right on into the service and uh, 
Brother uh, Dan, will you receive our offering for us here this morning? Come to you this morning for our morning uh, tithe and offering. And we appreciate all the support that y'all help us with. And uh, God has always helped us to get through. And at times has blessed us abundantly. And we thank the Lord for that. All right, Brother Dan. thing going, Todd? Okay, good deal. All right.
There is power in the name of Jesus. He is our Savior. He is our Deliverer. He is our Keeper. I hope He's your everything. Amen. He's mine. He's what keeps me whenever I feel like I'm adrift. Hello? You know? There are times in this life I, I, I used to think, you know, if you're really saved and really serving God, you don't ever have any problems. Huh? Then I began to read the Pauline epistles and began to realize life was a little different. And I appreciate the Lord. He is able to keep us no matter what comes our way. Amen. Brother Benny Sutherland from Ohio preached a message, and I think several of you heard it, but uh, in one of those messages he says that the uh, keepers will be kept. Amen. What does that mean? It means those who keep the Lord, number one in their heart and their life, He will keep us. And so that's part of that covenant agreement that we made with Him when we uh, uh, asked the Lord to forgive us and to save us and to change us and to write our name in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's part of that. He will keep those who will love Him. And I appreciate the Lord. I actually had another message uh, I'm working on and pretty well had finished last night on saints. And then I looked at the calendar. I thought, whoa, wait a minute. I probably need to preach that next Sunday. So, so I, I don't do that very often tell you ahead of time what I'm going to preach. But next Sunday morning, we're going to preach about saints. And so, but this morning, uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 13. 1 Kings chapter 13. Should be a familiar story to uh, those who read the Bible. Uh, it has a very important lesson for us even in this day today. Uh, there are some people who, who say, well, we only believe in the New Testament. The, the Old Testament is what Jesus preached out of. Huh? That's what He used. And so the New Testament came later. Really, you can't divide the old from the new. It's the same. And I appreciate the Lord uh, helping us to understand some things. So, uh, for the sake of time, we're going to uh, jump down to verse 16, and we'll begin reading right there. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor, nor go uh, in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, Thou shalt eat no bread, nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. And he said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. So he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. And it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. That, by the way, for y'all, that's the one that lied. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, 
and hast not kept thy commandment which the Lord thy God command thee, but camest back and hast eaten bread and drunk water in the place of which the Lord did say to thee, Eat no bread and drink no water, thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulchre of thy fathers. And it came to pass after he had eaten bread, after he had drunk, that he saddled for him the ass to wit for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him and his carcass was cast in the way and the ass stood by. The lion also stood by the carcass. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your word. Your word is true. And we can count upon that word. And I thank you that your word teaches us lessons about you and your ways. And not just your ways, but also the ways that Satan uses others to try to deceive and lead us astray. I pray here this morning that you would anoint these feeble lips of clay. Help me to bring forth that word, Lord, which will touch hearts, which will save a soul, Lord. The words in which will warn the the one who is drifting away from you. The the one that is listening to the, the false prophets, oh God. And help us to get back to listening to your word and your truth. Come by and help us here this morning. Lord, we've already had a move from you back in the back. And Lord, we see the, the problems, oh God, that come about when people are not taught the whole word. Come by and help us here this morning. Touch Don in a special way, Lord. Bring a complete deliverance there for her, we pray. In your blessed and holy and righteous name, we do pray. And everyone said, Amen. Um, uh, I found a little quotation by a man, and uh, I've got it here written, and I want you to listen to it. There is no temptation so dangerous as that which comes shrouded under a veil of holiness and pretends authority from God Himself. Jeroboam threatens the prophet, stands, uh, Jeroboam threatens, and the prophet stands undaunted. Jeroboam fawns and promises the prophet holds constant. Now comes a great hair seer and pleads a, a counter message from God and the prophet yields and transgresses. Satan may affright us as a fiend, but he seduces us as an angel of light. Who would have looked for a liar under the hoary hairs and a holy mantle. And that was written by a man named Bishop Hall. I don't know who he was, but such true words there. Folks, I'm going to tell you, we are living in dangerous times. We are living in confused times. We are living in times that are, are dangerous for you and for me. That's why now, I'm not talking next week, I'm not talking about when you retire, now, now is the time to find the Lord Himself. Now is the time to know Him yourself. 
to have that relationship with Him that He can guide you and teach you and lead you into all truth. And I might add, and I'll probably say it a time or two, if you're confused about the truth, look here. This is what settles it. This is the official rule book. This is the official guide. There are many other good books, and I like to read books, and, and also, I'll just be honest with you, I listen to books too. You know, there are a lot of books. But this is what is thus saith the Lord. And so, we, uh, we see in this story, a very sad story of a young prophet. He's not named. The Lord sends him on a trip uh, to go from Judah up into uh, Samaria where Jeroboam has made this uh, altar. And he's also made these golden calves. And so they're making this altar there and this young man comes and in the obedience of the Lord uh, uh, breaks that altar just by his word. And then the king, uh, Jeroboam, points his hand at at the young prophet and says, get him. They were going to get him and kill him. And when he pointed his hand out, his hand shriveled up. He could You say, now that brother Jeff, I, you know, that's your Y'all need to realize I'm talking the truth. God is able. God, if God's able to keep the world in its pattern in the universe, and to keep us like He has, He's well able to still move among people today. And so, anyway, the Lord had told him a few things when He sent him down there. He said, I don't want you eating any bread. I don't want you drinking any water. And I don't want you to come back the way that you went. I want it to be a different path altogether. And the Lord would keep them. And so anyway, he leaves out while this old prophet comes up. Okay? And he, he must have been an old prophet. He must have known the Lord. Huh? Man, I don't want that ever to be said of me. That brother Jeff lied. Come on. I don't want that. This old prophet, all he was thinking about was, oh, this boy is a little out there. This boy is, you know, he's sure God used him. Maybe the Lord had used this old prophet at some time in, in some good ways. But why wasn't the Lord using him anymore? I'll tell you the reason why. Because he wasn't obeying him anymore. And so he lied to the, this young prophet and cost him his life. Deuteronomy 18 and 20 says, But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. This was when they were coming into, uh, they were in the wilderness and heading into uh, Cana. And if thou shalt say in thine heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? This is an important thing, folks. When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously, 
Thou shalt not be afraid of him. When I first, I wasn't originally from, uh, from the holiness people, nor was I from the Pentecostal people. When I was a young boy, probably Trevor's age, somewhere or another, I remember in the Baptist church that I was raised in, someone said, Amen. And we kept looking to try to figure out who was that saying Amen in the church. Huh? That's how quiet I was raised. And whenever I came into... Uh, uh, holiness at that uh, young age of 18, the Lord got a hold of my heart. A lot of things I did not understand. A lot of things I could not understand. And I'll tell you the reason why I hadn't read my Bible. I hadn't read my Bible. It wasn't a matter of me reading some other books, I hadn't read the Bible. You want to get answers to your questions? Read the Bible. Everything you need to know to help you make it to heaven is included in this uh, black or brown book. Amen. Written in a black or red. Amen. And so this is what we need to go by. That's what we need to learn of. And I'm going to tell you, the Lord will teach you more than what's written here. But this is always the rule. This is the guide. And so, I didn't know. And there were some people that They sure look like prophets to me. They'd say things, and a lot of those things would come to pass. But then I began to notice some things they said didn't come to pass. And I had become friends with these people. Huh? Brother, sister, huh? I was in one particular place, and... um, uh, this particular friend of my wife and I's, who we thought really high of, the Lord, she said that the Lord told her that this person that was uh, on death's bed was going to rise up and would be made whole and be healed. And what was funny about that is I'm thinking, oh no, Lord, I must be hearing the wrong voice. It's not usual. Like Brother Robert says, it's not an all-the-time thing that happens with me, but there are times I hear from the Lord and I heard from the Lord during that particular situation and the Lord said, I'm taking that person home. Opposites. Huh? Went up to go talk to some of them before I heard and I heard all the shouting and glorifying God and praising God because God was going to heal her. Let me say, tell you something, folks. When a person dies, that is not your healing. Yeah. That's right. When a person dies, that is not your healing. Right. Now, when you're resurrected from the dead, you'll get a healing there. Amen. But when your body is dead, it didn't get the healing you were wanting. Amen. And so it's important for us to be honest with ourselves and with others. And so here uh, in these scriptures is talking about a prophet. And who in here is a prophet of God? Okay, let the record be shown, no hands. Who in here has the Lord ever given you a word of prophecy for somebody? Huh? I hadn't told this story very often. There was a, another preacher in this part, and it was a lady preacher. 
And she um, got to having an affair with somebody. And so anyway, the Lord dealt with me to go up there and talk to her. And, you know, just plead with her. You need to stop this. This is not right. And so I went up there and somehow or another the, the Holy Ghost got a hold of me and the next thing I knew, I said, and if you don't stop, you're going to die. And I go home and I'm thinking, what have I done? Huh? What have I done? It was not very long after that she contracted a fast-moving cancer and died. I was worried because I didn't know if it, I didn't, you know, sometimes you don't know. Is that me or is that the Lord? What is that? Better make sure before you say thus and thus that it's the Lord. And so we are now living in a time where the reverence for the Bible and what thus saith the Lord. I've got friends, I've got people I know that right now they will tell you, yes, I know that Scripture is in the Bible, but that does not apply to us today. What? I know people who, who will say, uh, I, you know, the Bible said for... You know, for us not to mark ourselves permanently, you know? I got some folks that are, I know, going out there and having crosses tattooed on them, or angels, or. But the Bible says, huh? Now, let me tell you, let me make mention to you something. If you didn't know, the Lord's able to save you. He can save you and all them tattoos. It don't matter how bad they are. Amen. Okay? But after He saves you, no more. Amen. No more. Amen. Y'all with me? And so here, uh, we are living in a society of lies. A generation of skeptics. A people who define their own moralities. Amen. And then change them when they need to. To allow what they had at one time said was immoral. Right. You met any of them yet? Huh? Person, y'all think it's immoral to lie? Huh? What if a person's got a gun in your face and they ask you a question and all you have to do is say a little white lie? Come on. It's still a sin. And it's still wrong. Amen. And so we're living in that time. And there was a time when a man or a woman uh, would tell you something, you could count on it. Yes. I want to get close to home here. I'll come by your house tomorrow somewhere around 10. Well, we got a little meeting down at the church. I'll be there. Come on. Actually, in this, I, that just come to me. You know, we got to be careful, folks, about our word. Amen. Our word. We're going to be judged by every idle word and the intent thereof. And so we've got to watch what we say. And, we, and when we say we'll do something, we need to do it. And I want to add to you right here, if you told a person you were going to come and something happened, 
call them and tell them, would you please forgive me? I'll try to come at a different time. I think the Lord's okay with that. All right? But there were times people would tell you something, you could take it to the bank. Uh, talking to someone in here this morning, I was asking about something and said, well, I got to trust in somebody with my, my bicycle and I got to trust them too much and next thing I knew, it was gone. Uh-oh. Told me that this morning. Amen. We've got to keep our word. Yes. Got to keep our yes. word. And so, it uh, used to be when a, uh, when a doctor had t- taken the Hippocratic Oath, it didn't matter if the insurance said it would pay or if you couldn't pay and it was a matter of life and death, he would always do the right thing. You ever met a doctor like that? Huh? I've met a few, but there's a lot now. They want the money up front. Huh? And I asked them, will you give me a guarantee? No guarantees in that. And so, good Christians used to be exactly that. Good Christians. We've always had our Judases and Ananiases, our Demases and uh, the Apothrees from 1 John, remember? But now we have the church here in America mixing foreign religions like Buddha, Buddhist meditations, or teaching wicked dietary or sensory practices. Um, I know... Mm, I want to be careful here. Folks, you may be totally against medicine and you're taking two handfuls of vitamins and a lot of times they're made in the same factory. Okay? Be careful. Don't be hypocritical. Huh? And so... uh, I knew one, this one particular lady that they, uh, if people got sick, they would call her. What kind of vitamins do I need to take for this? Huh? What should I do for this? Huh? Almost like calling the doctor. Before they'd call the church. Or before they'd call the pastor and ask him to pray over it. James says for us to call the elders. And the brethren of the church and pray over them the prayer of faith. Yes. Amen. That's how we're supposed to be praying. And so we're, we're in a day uh, that's just all mixed up and things are going haywire. I just read last night and told my wife about it. Down in Brazil, there are about 8,000 uh, Brazilian evangelical Pentecostal people who have started practicing full Judaism. Folks, the Lord saved us out of Judaism. Okay? I don't want to be a Judaizer. I worship a Jew. Amen. I worship Jesus Christ. Amen. But He's delivered me out. And He'll deliver you out. And I'm talking about these these, uh, things that come in our way. If you're not quite sure about something, measure it against the Word of God. Does the Bible support it? Does the Bible uh, encourage it? Does the Bible look... You know, the Bible will make a commandment. Don't do this. And then there are other times... It may not exactly say don't do this, but it will kind of imply. 
You should stay away from these things. And, and so here it's important for us to stick with the Word of God. You ever heard somebody preach and you knew what they were preaching was wrong? It was not according to the Word of God. It crossed sound biblical doctrine, teachings. Huh? And you knew it was wrong? Well, I don't know if you've ever read this verse here. Uh, Ezekiel 14 and 9. And said, And if the prophet be deceived when he has spoken a thing, I, the Lord, have deceived that prophet. Jesus. Wow. And I will stretch out my hand upon him and will destroy him from the midst of my people Israel. What happens? He'll do it not only with a prophet, but he'll do it with us. If we get our eye on the world and we just make up our mind, I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care what the church says. I don't know what I don't care what I know is right and wrong and just keep after a while, the Lord will give you opportunity to just let, let you go right on where you're going. And so we have got to have a hunger for the truth and a hunger for the Spirit of Jesus Christ to live within us. Amen. If we don't have His Spirit within us, we are none of His. And so let me give you just one or two more of these I want to turn it around a little bit. Uh, just take a time. I'm going to skip a bunch of those. Over in uh, 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately, privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought, uh, bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with vain words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damn, damnation slumbereth not. In other words, they're getting ready to have their judgment. Here are the things that are in our churches today. You know, it's really important to recognize where are you at. Just like a magnet, there are two polarities. One polarity is positive and one polarity is negative. And as a pastor, a lot of times when I'm dealing with people, I'm interested, are they coming in or are they going out? Huh? Which polarity are you? If you're coming in, man, I'll tell you what, I'll, you'll find Brother Jeff, I'll go the extra mile and work with you and do whatever it takes. And you know what? People say, well, I just can't live. I just can't live like that. I can't live. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. When the Lord saves you and you get your mind made up, I'm going to love the Lord my God with all my heart. Yes. And with all my strength and with all my might, you can make it. Yes. Amen. And the Spirit of the Lord will help you. And those things you can't overcome, He'll overcome them for you. Yes. Thank the Lord. 
That was all free. And so here he says they bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord. I'm going to stand flat-footed right here and tell you, Jesus Christ, the one that was born in a manger, but yet he was already eternally old, is God. Okay? And when he died, he didn't leave his body in the grave because it was that eternal God, the one that was sitting on the throne prior to his birth through a virgin Mary. I'm not losing you, Emma. He is God. And when we say he was a good man, he was a good man, but he's also God. And when they say that uh, he was a good prophet, yes, he was, but he's also God. Amen. He's all those things. And he is God. But we're living in a day and a time people don't think that much about him. And they deny him. I want to just focus on that word quickly, deny You know, uh, denying Jesus is not making a long profession and saying, you know, you don't believe this and you don't believe that and, and, you know, anything else like that. Here's what denying is. Denying is to contradict, disavow, or reject. That's according to Strong. Lyndall, Scott, Jones, lexicon of uh, classical Greek, says it also means to deny, to disown, to give negative praises. Yeah, yeah, well, Jesus is pretty good, but wait a minute. He's great. He is all. He is everything. And then you have, uh, it goes on, it means to uh, decline or to renounce a duty or an office. You know what our duty is? To love Him. To live for Him. To follow Him. To go after Him. To obey Him. And so it goes on. It says um, uh, expressing refusal. We covered that. And so here we see that there are more people who are denying Christ than those that you think. Ever met somebody? Ever met somebody and you say... (coughs) What you need is Jesus Christ. No, I need more than that. We don't need no more than Jesus. When you think anything is stronger than Jesus, you're denying the power of Him. He can heal. He can resurrect. He can change a person. I don't know about you, but I believe He can change a person. You know why, Brother Todd? He changed me. I'm not the man I used to be. Amen. And I know some of you out there, you're not the person you used to be. Jesus came by and changed us. Made us new creatures in Him. Changed our minds. Changed our habits. Changed our taste buds. Amen. Changed all about us. Jesus. Amen. I was one of these at one time, didn't even realize it. A man, uh, a preacher friend of mine, he said, Jesus is all a person needs anytime. I said, well, now, wait a minute. Sometimes I need an AC guy to come fix, you know, my air conditioning. Just call upon the Lord. Or I need something. 
I've come to the place I know now he's right. I need Jesus more than I need air conditioning. I need Jesus more than I need a car. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we've been talking about false prophets. And we mentioned a little bit earlier, I asked if anybody was a prophet in here. But I want to tell you something. According to, to our Bible, Paul tells us that the spirit of prophecy is the same spirit as the Holy Ghost. And the spirit of truth. And it is the same spirit that brings healing. And encourage somebody and teaches them how to preach or how to teach or how to do any other kind of work in the church. It's the same self-spirit. And you have to understand there, there are times God does raise up prophets even in our days. I, I knew one several years ago. But now the Lord can work through any person who is saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. It is that self-same spirit. Oh, my wife has scared me a few times with things that she's either dreamed or the Lord has told her in times past. And I say, Teresa, that is way out there. Sometimes I just say it in my mind, you know. I don't want to discourage. And she said, well, i got to tell that person I'm thinking. I'm going to pray for you, honey. <laughs> Dear Lord, help her to be right. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. The majority, I, I really, I don't know of any time she was wrong. How's that? There are some things that are yet to be fulfilled. Is she a prophet? No, she's just a child of God. Huh? I've had people who weren't really, really dedicated or consecrated in the Lord, uh, but just good, solid Christians have them come up and shake my hand sometime and say a little something to me that they thought was off in this other direction. I'm thinking, they don't know, but they just spoke something to me from the Lord. (laughs) Sometimes it's kind of interesting. How God works. And so, over in Amos 3 and 7, it says, Surely the Lord will do nothing, but He revealeth His secrets unto His servants, the prophets. You want to know something? If you're a child of God, the Lord will reveal to you His secrets. Huh? What's the what's the last book in the Bible? The revelation of Jesus Christ. Don't forget the rest of it. It's a revealing of who Jesus is. And so our God reveals to us things. There's been times, and I know I'm using my wife, but she's been influential throughout my life. I remember doing some business deals and I thought I was all prayed up and doing them just the right way and I had to treat my wife meet somebody and she says, something ain't right. Well, what is it? Do you know this person? No. Huh? Did they tell you something? No. Huh? Well, how do you know? I don't know. Just 
Thought you might have brought I know business. Yeah. Oh, do I know business now. <laughs> Woo! I got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Amen. Oh, this past January. Of course, I'm not so sure about it being the Lord. But, uh, how <laughs> it was. My wife was begging me. Let me take you to the emergency room. Let me take you to the emergency room, please. And so, I didn't. Wives, when your husband is in severe pain and hurting real bad and he's not talking right, like, you need to go to the emergency room. He said, no, no, no. Take it anyway. So when I'm laying up in the hospital and they put in that new stint in my heart, my doctor looks over at me and says, Next time your wife says go to the emergency room, do what your wife says. <laughs> Amen. I'm so proud to have a godly woman, godly wife. But he will reveal secrets to us. He will show us things. Now let me tell you something as, as, as a Christian. Sometimes when God reveals a secret to you, does not mean for you to go and tell everybody else. Sometimes it's not even for you to go and tell that person at that time. You need to pray and say, Lord, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, sometimes you need to pray for that other person. There may be times the Lord will lead you and open up the door for you to say that thing which God has given to you. Amen. But God will reveal secrets to you. Did you know that the Lord will reveal things to you out of the Word of God? Yes. You can just read right here, you know, these words that I've read already, you know, and you say, okay, well, I got it. No, you probably don't have it yet. Huh? I have studied a couple of verses in years gone by. For over a month. Two verses. And there was so much packed in those two verses. And what they meant. God's word is alive. Amen. And so he will reveal these secrets to us. Psalm 25 and 14. The secret of the Lord is with them. That fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Do you have a secret? According if you fear the Lord or not. When you fear the Lord, you don't fear the devil. When you fear the Lord, you don't fear the Antichrist. When you fear the Lord, you don't fear uh, a, a tank or, or Gorbachev or, or any president or any kind of person that's lived in the past. You don't fear them. You fear only the Lord. Amen. We do respect leaders now, but we don't fear them. We're to fear the Lord. Teresa, come. I'm about to uh, close it down. I want you to hear what Jesus has to say about us. John 15 and 14. Ye are my friends. Amen. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's what he said to us. Ye are my friends. He's not somebody with a big club always looking to see if he can swat you down. No! Ye are my friends. Amen. But he's got a clause to it. How many of y'all like those words, if? Huh? I used to love that. I used to love getting that piece of mail. Ain't got one in a long time. I don't know why. But anyway, piece of mail. You have won $5 million. But you got to read the small print. There's an if in there. There's an if in there. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. Well, Brother Jeff, tell me what he commanded me. Here's what he commanded you right here. He's left this for us. For our learning. For our uh, growing deeper in Him. For our learning who He is and what He is. Do you know Jesus got a personality? Huh? He does. And He goes on and He says, Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Well, how does he do that? Through the Holy Ghost. Through the Spirit of Christ, according to Romans. Huh? He goes on. He says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I'm so glad. Have you ever been the last one? Last one standing in the kickball game? Because you were bad at kickball? Huh? You ever been the last one to be picked? For some kind of game or something to do, because you're not good at it. Jesus chooses us, chosen us, chosen Don, Elizabeth, Terry. He's chosen all of us. He made that choice almost 2,000 years ago. What was that choice? He said, I will die for the sins of the world. I don't believe in that predestination the way it's taught a lot in our country. But I can say this much, that when you were born, when you were born, you were headed to hell. Do you know that? When you were born, you were heading to hell. But Jesus, before you were born, died for you. That you don't have to go to hell. Woo! Hallelujah! He's paid the price. He's chosen us. 
Well, I don't know. I don't know if he shows me. I'm going to tell you. He said, whosoever will. That covers you. And you. He's chosen us. To be his servants. To be his mouthpieces. To spread forth his word in this world. Amen. He's chosen us. Let me finish this up. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit. Huh? And that your fruit should remain. There's times Brother Jeff thinks, Lord, I don't see that anywhere. Hmm? Just have to take him on his word. Got to keep going. One more time. Well, Brother Jeff, you know, this and this and that about those persons, they they done backslid it. It's all right, one more time. Thank the Lord. How many times has the Lord forgiven you? Lord used to say I thank the Lord for second chances but I don't know where I'm at now keeps on giving and then it goes on that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name he may give it these things I command you what did he, what's he commanding us? What is that that he wants us to do? That ye love one another. We're to love one another. We're to love our neighbor. We're to love those people out there in the world that treat us bad and do wrong to us. We're to love politicians. Hard, ain't it? We're to love terrorists. We're to love one another. Amen. Let's stand all across the house here. Maybe you didn't realize that you've been chosen. Well, you have. Jesus died for you. But the thing about it is, now you have to choose Him. Choosing's on your part. You've got to be willing to say, Jesus, I will love You and I will follow You and I will do what You ask me to do. Brother Jeff, is it that easy? It's that easy. Woo! You don't realize the power that's in that. You don't realize what it does for the Lord on His part. And when you have an open heart, what it does on your part. Huh? The Lord wants to save us all. He wants us to be His prophets. He wants us to be His teachers. You know what a prophet really is? A prophet is just the mouthpiece of God. That's what He is. What he hears God say, he says it. Just like he said to him. Amen. 
I'm just going to open the altars up here. Invite you to come. Seek the Lord. We've got some that are not used. This side over here is for ladies and this side over here is for men. Just, or make an altar where you're at. And I ask you to seek the Lord with all your heart. He's here in the house. He's here to 